0: your usual show. This is not your typical show. We are not your typical pure prevention program. We are all about what does it take to thrive because if you're thriving, suicide is not a thing for you. So thriving includes every aspect of your life and every aspect of your life is incorporated inside a personal brand. So we're being joined by one of my favorite people, personal brand expert, Jerry Foster. So Jerry, please join me in the studio. Everyone get ready. This is gonna be fun. All right. You will need to promote him. Ta-da, there you are. The magic of technology.
1: (laughs) How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Just the start of another glorious week. As they say, one day at a time.
0: One day at a time. So welcome to the day, Jerry, I'm very excited that you made the time and could be here to join with us. Thank you.
1: Oh, it's an honor to be here. I just want to salute you for the work that you're doing on such an important matter. It's something that touches the lives of lots of people. So bless you for doing this.
0: Uh, you're, You're most welcome. When you and I spoke, and it was the conversation of what, what you want me to come on your show? I mean, your show's about suicide, <laughs> what am I gonna do? And, yeah. and it was like, you know, that's one of the challenges in the world is that people think that it's not something that they impact by what they do. Yeah. yeah. And in my world, anything that makes someone's life a little better, that makes someone believe in themselves a little more, that helps them thrive, is by definition preventing suicide
1: yes yeah and
0: that's the definition of prevention so what you do that helps people believe in themselves more jerry is phenomenal because you help people believe they deserve to be a personal brand
1: mm. you know that's so true jackie i think for a lot of people and of course i'm not a, an expert when it comes to the underlying causes of suicide however Like many other people, I've dealt with my bouts of depression and sadness. I've had moments where I felt giving up. And when I think about the work that I do, and as you know, I primarily work with solo professionals, individuals, Mm -hmm. people who offer some kind of expertise to the world, some kind of skill, talent, ability, some kind of service. And when you're out there as a personal brand, so to speak, if you're not in touch with your own magnificence, if you're not in touch with your own greatness, if you're not in touch with what is it that you have to bring to the world that can benefit a lot of other people, even in the midst of the tough times, then it can often take people down the wrong path. And so a lot of the times when I work with people, it's about being able to touch them at their core, to speak to them at their soul level, so that they really, really have the kind of confidence that's necessary to succeed in today's world. And that starts with having the strongest personal brand as possible.
0: All right, so now we're gonna talk about what's a personal brand got to do with this conversation? Because I think the most powerful thing that you've ever said to me was this idea that we all have a personal brand, whether or not we have a business.
1: Oh, absolutely, because you are your own brand. And a brand, as you know, you've heard me say this, is not a logo. I think a lot of times when people hear the word brand, they think of the visual face of the brand. They think of the logos, the color schemes, all the window dressing, all the aesthetics. And as you know, that's only one piece of a brand because, sure, that that can help you stand out, that can help you get noticed, but it's not going to give people a reason to do business with you.
0: I'm going to peel this back one more step let's go talk about what is a brand in one sentence what's a brand
1: a brand is a promise and what you're promising is a special experience for the people that you're serving and okay. so now,
0: this is where we're going to pull it out of business and into the world okay okay
1: right. uh-huh.
0: because it is a brand is the promise that people expect from you and we're not just talking about your business here we're talking about what do people know about you? Because whatever they know about you, however you show up and fulfill on your promises in life is your brand.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it's all about making the right kind of impression on someone by shaping their perceptions of how people view you. And that applies to anyone who is an employee at a company or someone who may be self-employed or someone who's unemployed. In today's world, you have to shape perceptions around how people see you so that they see you the way you want them to see you. Because unless you do that, then it could it could put you in a very tough situation because the way you brand yourself uh, is really your choice. However, if you allow other people to brand you, you may not like how they how they do that.
0: Okay, so now we're talking about brand, and we're 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 talking about it in a way that makes a lot of sense and hits me at a really visceral level because we're talking about managing. Um, I, another word might be reputation.
1: Sure. Yeah. If you,
0: if you don't manage your reputation, other people will.
1: Exactly, because yeah, because your the the way people perceive you drives your reputation.
0: Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about this and we're going, because I know you are excellent at one thing, which is helping people see themselves and the value in themselves that they are bringing into the world. Yes. So for everyone who is part of this uh, show today, what is it that they can be doing that will help them? We're going to give them some steps of what they can be doing to help them see themselves as brandable, as valuable enough to have a brand, to have this perception that they have in the world.
1: Sure, sure. Cool.
0: All right, take us on a journey. Jerry, how the heck did you get started in this world?
1: Well, in my case, I went to USC and I majored in marketing, deep study in branding, worked for Procter & Gamble in branding. So I've been in the whole branding universe my entire adult life. And I read an article once, Jackie, which said that the average American changes their job or career 10 to 15 times in a lifetime. I've never done anything else but Grandy.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rule number one, Jerry is not average.
1: <laughs> I know. I've never done anything else but this my entire adult life, even going back to college. So... In the branding universe, I'm kind of regarded as a bona fide branding guy, because a lot of people use that word, I do branding, right? And you find out, oh, you do logos and color schemes and stuff like that. And as I like to tell people, it's not about your look, even though your look is important, sure. However, I doubt if the Coca-Cola people prefer Coke because it's in a red can, and the Pepsi people because it's in a blue can, it's what's inside a can, it counts. So people need to determine what's going to be inside their can.
0: Oh, there we go. That's a really good analogy. All right. How do people figure out what's inside their can?
1: They have to get in touch with what makes them special. Everyone was born with special gifts. All of us has to realize that we were made to be perpetually rare. There's only one of us and everyone has what's called their own brand DNA which is like your thumbprint, it's individually yours. And so you have to get in touch with what is it that allows you to be the brightest at any moment? When do you shine? When do you sparkle? When do you radiate so that you can brand your brilliance? And Jackie, for a lot of people there, that's a challenge because they're not in touch with who they are. They may know what they do. Mm. They may know what skill sets they have, right? Even going back to if they went to college or whatever form of education, they may have learned a trade, they may have majored in a field. I mean, all of us would like to believe that we have some kind of skill set. However, that in itself is not going to move the needle for someone to really have the kind of life that they deserve. Because if you if you come across as sounding like and looking like others who do what you do, then you're not a brand, you're a commodity.
0: Okay, you know, and I'm gonna pull this down because this is true even if you're a student in high school.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: You know, if, if you are coming across as being the same as every other student in the classroom, then, you may not get what you could be getting from that teacher.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Because they won't know you.
1: Yeah, the key word in branding, particularly personal branding is one word, difference. <laughs> what is it that is your difference? What is it that sets you apart?
0: All right, now now here's where we, the rubber's gonna meet the road and we're gonna get into it because one of the key pieces in my tedx talk on how to end the teen suicide epidemic is that a risk factor of suicide is if there's something about you that makes you a little different
1: exactly
0: so on the one hand it is your difference that goes into your branding brilliance and on the other hand it could be what's about you that makes you feel a little different that makes you at risk for suicide
1: yeah
0: now how do we navigate this water
1: By asking yourself, is your difference, is that thing that you feel set you apart from others going to benefit other people? Because if we realize that we are on this planet to enrich the lives of other people through whatever we offer, right? Particularly our expertise, skills, talents, abilities, and gifts, and that sort of thing. If we are in touch with that, and we come from wanting to help others, serve others, benefit others, then just you know, sing your anthem about your difference. Be proud of your difference, because that's all part of your identity. It's part of your uniqueness. And so it's OK to be distinct, because unless you are distinct, you risk being extinct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right that's a bumper sticker and, and, and we're, we're talking here about business but we're also talking about this tendency of a society and not just the united states where i am but we're seeing it globally towards suicide the suicide rates are rising exponentially around the world right now yes. and so this idea that if you are not willing to be distinct, if you're not willing to be seen as different, if you're not willing to stand up and be proud of what makes you a unique individual, if you're not willing to be distinct, you are going to become extinct, plays in both worlds.
1: Exactly, because, because you were born to stand out, not blended. And Ooh, there we go. And I understand that one of the worst things that can happen in life is when we feel invisible that no one is paying attention to us, particularly if you feel that you have something that can benefit and enrich the lives of others, that you feel you have something to offer the world that can make a contribution, that can make a difference, that can add value to someone's life. And I know that feeling when you feel that others perhaps back away from you, but that could be their own issues which has nothing to do with you. That could be their own insecurities, their own fears, who knows. But well, you
0: just hit upon why people don't want to risk standing up and being differentiated because other people might back away.
1: Yes. Now yeah.
0: I've seen this in marketing message because you know, that's my thing. Yeah, let me have, let me give you some words. Yeah, <laughs> that's my, my whole bailiwick is, let me just give you the words. The, this thing about if people back away, Mm -hmm. I must be doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I had so many people back away from the message of this summit, which is we get that suicide is serious. We believe suicide prevention can be seriously fun. Mm -hmm. We had so many people back away and push back on that message that I had a real crisis of faith, if you will, around what we were doing in the world in Pure Prevention. And finally I came to the conclusion that if our message Mm. pushed people away from us and into the waiting arms of a suicide intervention specialist, our message was doing its job.
1: Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So we're here just to start the conversation. We don't care which side somebody lands on, but that crisis of faith that I went through Mm. is what I know you invite your clients to go through regarding their own brands are you willing to have people lean away yeah. so that the right people can lean forward?
1: Oh, that's, that's good. I like that. Because when you are willing to go against the flow sometimes, as opposed to with the flow, when you're willing to step outside the nine dots, as they say, and you're willing to be different, when you're willing to embrace that and you're not overly concerned with what people say about you. You know, I'll give you a great example. You brought up the word marketing, and Jack, I'm sure you've heard this yourself. How many business owners out there, particularly those who are solo, are concerned about the number of followers and likes they have in social media? As if their whole self-esteem is based around how many how many likes that I get. What does that tell us? Because you know,
0: it worries me in business and it worries me even more among teenagers oh yeah
1: yeah and and a lot of teenagers are very much as you know about that because we're living in the pod you know the pod generation we're living in the instagram world we're living in the world of personal celebrities who have millions of followers and all of this and so you have all these teenagers who feel that their identity has to be defined based on how people like them or don't like them or follow them or don't follow them. And I'm not even mentioning about personal comments that may be made to someone, because if you have a teenager and people are saying bad things about them or to them, things that hurt, things that really, really just bring someone down, that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of kids. And so one of the answers solution to that from a branding standpoint is to let that be okay. Because quite often when you are willing to rise above the rest of the crowd, know that there's someone who is willing to go ahead and try to take your head off because that says that you are up to doing something magnificent in the world. And I tell you, it's okay to get away from being in the shallow end of the pool and go to the deep end of the pool. It's okay to go out on the thin ice, it's okay to climb out on the skinny branches and do something and be something fresh, unique and original that the world hasn't seen before, because as you know, Jackie, some of the greatest leaders, some of the greatest achievers, and not just in the history of America, but in the history of the world, are people who were willing to dare to be different.
0: There we go. And it is in that daring. Yes. You know, it is, and uh, that's the conversation that I love to have with people. What, what do you want me to dare you to do? <laughs> you <know? laughs> so in this conversation, what can we give people that will help them go on this journey to be seen as the unique individual that they are, mm-hmm. whether it's in their business or just in their life, to see themselves in the mirror? as a unique individual with something valuable to bring to the world?
1: To first realize that you do not have to be like everybody else. You were meant to lead the crowd and not follow the crowd. And if that crowd is going down the wrong path, that certainly is not the crowd you wanna be with. So I think a lot of it has to do with Jackie, is that ability to make sure that you surround yourself in terms of your friends, in terms of your family, even adults who are who are saying things to you, make sure that you, so you have people around you who are going to be your cheerleaders and support you and see that if you are different in whatever way that is, that it's okay. And that you can go ahead and go down the path that you wanna go down and carve out your own identity. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is to just be excited about your uniqueness. You know, Jackie, uniqueness and distinction are two different things because to be unique is to not be the same as everyone else, but to, excuse me, to be distinct is to not be the same as everyone else, but to be unique means that you 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 have something that only you have that your God blessed you with. And when you're in touch with what your own magnificence is, you have to affirm your greatness and embrace your greatness and rise it up through whatever path that you decide to take, especially if you're a a teenager. To know that that gift of yours that has made you perpetually rare, that thing about you that your God has given you, whatever your spiritual beliefs may be, okay, that you have decided that you're going to do something with your life that is meant just for you, that if you focus on living a purpose driven life, to not live a life about wanting to be accepted and not looking at being admired and not being hung up on how much money you're going to make and all of that, if you focus more on the fact that you have something to give to the world that can bless a lot of people, you will indeed live a blessed life.
0: Yeah, now there's an interesting thought. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You will live a blessed life.
1: Yeah, and if you enrich the lives of others, you'll live a rich life.
0: There we go. So let's talk about this for just a second, because you like to use a word that I'm not sure is in most people's vocabulary when it comes to Mm self-talk. And the word that you like to use is magnificence. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that my concept is that people don't go around Mm -hmm. labeling themselves or talking to themselves in terms of their personal
1: Magnificence, yeah i know and i think a lot of that is because they don't understand yet for whatever reason that all of us are magnificent that we were born to do something magnificent and that that gets into do you see that you have something that can perhaps help help someone solve a problem that someone that you may know, or there are people out there, and you have been given through your birth certain skills and talents and abilities to help that person solve that problem. It could be that that you have certain advantages over and above other people who are in your field, your age group, whatever, but you have certain skill sets and abilities that allows you to produce better outcomes and bring forth better results for other people or families or even companies one day. Or it could be that, that your magnificence revolves around the fact that you are able to produce what may sound, seem like a miracle in someone's life, Where there are people out there who are hurting, especially during these COVID times, as, as everyone likes to say. During this pandemic, whereby there are people who are wondering, can you turn my situation around? Can you help me turn my midnight in today? Can you make something that seems impossible to me possible? Can you perform a miracle in my eyes? Or maybe a part of your magnificence is through the fact that you have this shining, wonderful personality. That you are someone that people love to be around, them, that you're someone who lights up a room when you walk into it. And that combined with whatever your skill sets may be and whatever your field of interest may be, whatever that trade may be, whatever that degree from college one day may take you from. But maybe because of that, there is an emotional pill that people will receive from working with you or being with you. I mean, think about this for, for a moment. There are millions of people out there who are experiencing all types of negative emotions. Nobody wants to feel stressed out. Nobody wants to worry. Nobody wants to feel overwhelmed and frustrated and confused and on and on and on. And maybe part of your magnificence, and you may not know it yet, is your ability to take that negative emotion and turn it into something positive. And you know, so-
0: that's, that's yeah. important. But all right, continue, cause then I'll come back.
1: Yeah, because, so when you, when you start looking at what I just shared, those three keys around this whole thing that when you are in touch with what makes you magnificent, you indeed can put something out into the world that will be exceptional. And when you can put something out that will benefit others that they look at as being exceptional, you will in turn live an exceptional life.
0: I think it starts with being willing to accept Mm -hmm. and to remember what you said that was so key. And I'm going to just come back to it With I'm like, this idea that we are born to enrich the lives of other people, that we are born with something that we are to do in the world that makes the world a better place, even if it's just for one person. If people could remember that without needing to know how they're supposed to do it or what they're supposed to do, if they just remember that one key piece, which is I think their why, You know, why wake up in the morning? Well, if I know that I'm here to enrich the world, even if it's one person at a time, Mm -hmm. then I've got my why to get up in the morning. And we're living in a day and a time where why get up in the morning is becoming a question that some people are not even willing to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're seeing. So this is great. And I love it. What can we do? to help people remember why they're here?
1: Well, you know, um, I'll share this. I learned the hard way that if you're going to do anything in life, you must stick with it, do it well, and be your very best self. And that if you bet on yourself, Jackie, if you commit to something with passion, and then you give all of your energy and effort into it, to pursue your fullest potential, that you're someone who decides that I'm not just gonna sit around and wait for other people to create magic in my life, that I'm gonna bring my own magic into the world. And if you are in touch with that and you're willing to now put both hands on the wheel and head directly towards what you want, just make sure that what you want to do with your life is as clear as the full moon is peeking over a dark horizon. And I've learned, Jackie, that if, if you stay in your lane, if you keep working, if you stay in your lane and you don't venture outside the line, if you're willing to not keep looking left and right and comparing yourself to your friends or others and you start wondering how come I'm not as popular as he or she or how come I don't seem to have the kind of life that she or she has, whatever. If you can stop that and focus on what, doing your job, doing what you're supposed to be doing in school, doing what you're supposed to be doing in your career. And if you do it with humility, and if you maintain what I like to say, Jackie, is a fundamental core of integrity. And if you're someone who's more about being heart-centered, meaning that you are generous of heart, that you are willing to be real at all times, that you are willing to be authentic, then faith and talent and workmanship and a little grit and confidence will carry you far down the line. All Not right. to it, grace and success.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get you from preaching to sharing a story because you said you learned this the hard way, Jerry. Right. What's your story?
1: Oh, my God. My story is... Um, When I first went into business for myself, well, I I have several. but you know what? I'll share a different story. I'm I'm going to go back to the young people. I'm going to go back to when I was a teenager and I've never told this story. When I was, um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan. And I remember that I had a hard time fitting, fitting in with other kids. And as you can probably tell, I'm a person of color. I'm an African-American. However, to look at me, you may not know that. And so when I was growing out growing up in the quote unquote, African-American black culture, the dark-skinned blacks didn't wanna have anything to do with me. And then the white kids who I also knew, they didn't know what to do with me. And so I grew up never feeling as if I belonged. And then on top of that, I grew up in an alcoholic household. My father was an alcoholic who never really spent much time with me as a kid. And so I started adopting this belief that there's something wrong with me. I'm not lovable. And then on top of that, I had an incident when I was uh, in um, the fourth grade. And at that time, I had I was attending an all white school in Detroit because my my parents, particularly my mom, wanted me to be in the best school possible. And she felt that I could get a better education at this other school. And there weren't other kids that looked like me there. And one time at, uh, during recess, now I remember this is, this is the fourth grade, I'm nine years old. My, my, uh, my best friend at the time was a little white girl. Her name was Elaine. And Elaine and I were having recess. And we always had recess together. And so we're out on the playground and then this this other kid came over. His name was um, Johnny. And it was a white kid, which is fine. And Johnny came over and said, Elaine, I can't wait to come to your birthday party this weekend. I've got this great gift for you. I can't wait. And then he just skipped off. And then I looked at Elena and I go, you're having a birthday party this weekend? You didn't tell me that. And she looked at me and she said, oh, I'm sorry. My mom said you can't come because you're a nigger. I never heard that word before. I didn't know what it meant. Jackie, I thought it was because I picked my nose or something. I, (laughs) I I didn't know but I knew it was a bad word. And when I got home that night and I told my parents, they told me what that word meant. And in the high school, my high school constantly said I would never amount to anything in life and that I should probably go work in the auto industry in Detroit and work on a assembly line. Maybe one day I could work my way up and be a manager or something. And so I share all that to say that I never had moments where I felt felt like taking my life. And I learned ways to compensate by basically being as likable as I could by uh, not being too hung up anymore about what people said about me. And, And all through life, even up until today, I've always dealt with people not really knowing and understanding how to to work with me or embrace me because I look different and I talk different and I act different. And sometimes people are thrown off by that. But I tell you one thing I've learned though, Jackie, is that after that incident, I have blazed my own trail. Right? I blazed my own trail, trail, and I have dealt with feelings of loneliness. I have dealt with feelings of feeling unloved and I've been able to tap into communities of people, despite all of that. Folks like yourself, who embrace me and support me. So the key, the key lesson from that is to, you know what, just understand that that's this thing called life, and life can be a roller coaster with up, you know, up and down. Right? It's this crazy thing called life. And even during the toughest times, Jackie, when I felt that, that I had to hunker down under my own thunderclouds, mm-hmm. I learned to keep my, to sit in there, keep my hands, my arms, my legs inside at all times and take the ride until it stops.
0: There we go. Keep your arms and legs inside the car.
1: Until it comes to a complete stop <laughs> and be okay with the discomfort. Because here's the thing, Jackie, things never stay the same all the time. Bad bad times don't last, right?
0: Bad times don't last. Yeah. And neither do good times because that's what time does. Time moves on.
1: Exactly. I always like to say, Jackie, there are are sunny days and rainy days. And sometimes it can be rainy and sunny in the same day. (laughs) Or rainy one day and sunny the next and vice versa.
0: Honey, I live in Florida. It can be rainy and sunny at the same
1: time. <laughs> yeah,
0: we have that a lot down here.
1: But, so, but, you gotta, but you know what, Jackie, I've learned also how to deal with the valleys and all that doesn't feel good stuff. You got to walk through the flames. You got to go through the storm. You got to build up a tolerance for frustration because, Jackie, on the, on the other side of the flames, there's often hope and glory.
0: All right, am I building up a tolerance for frustration is a really good topic. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, someone once said that the job of a parent was to make their li- the lives of their children difficult to the level they could handle. Mm. So that they would build up this tolerance. Mm. And- I didn't even think about that. But as this point in my life, I don't have a parent still trying to parent me and make my life difficult. So my question then is, am I making my own life difficult to the level that I can handle it so that I build up this tolerance for
1: frustration? (laughs) It was <laughs> exactly, well said, well said. Yeah.
0: Well, and I call it resilience. Yeah, the- <laughs> but, but, but people don't know what resilience is. Now I'm going, now I got language around it. This is very useful for me. I hope it's good for you because it's, a, yeah. now I know what it is that I do in the world. I help people build up a tolerance for frustration because I'm a very frustrating person. I'm the opposite of you in that you found your lane early in life and stayed with it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I've just,
0: I, I'm still going lane. What lane? Is there <laughs> lane?
1: You know, no.
0: Um, and, and if there was one, I would not drive on it anyway because I don't believe in coloring inside the lines.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, the, the truth about this conversation is that when we're talking about personal magnificence, yeah. you really can't do it wrong. You really, really? are unique.
1: You really are you're I totally agree with that and I want to acknowledge you from what you just said, because what that says to me is that you've also learned how to define success. Which is comes in many ways, other than the money and all the other stuff and that's a big problem, especially with these going back to the teens, which is their definition of success could have to do with the money and the cars and the lifestyle if for no other reason then that's what they see on tv with all these celebrities right
0: and there's nothing wrong with that if it brings you that sense of internal success
1: yes that's the key that's the key and that when that when that disconnect is there uh-huh. then that can take that can cause that kid to want to take their life
0: Well, you know, there's all kinds of, I have to equate suicide with self-sabotage in order for my brain to understand it. I think it's the ultimate form of self-sabotage. And when I can equate it that way, what I realized is that I had spent many, many years on a suicide track as far as my business went. Yeah. Because if I look back at the choices I made and the decisions I made, it's like, Those make no sense based on my personality.
1: Yeah. But you know, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Was this unwillingness? This, this, the, if we could find the key that would help people become willing to see themselves as magnificent. Yeah. That would turn this tide in an instant.
1: Yes. And to learn how to endure the fire. See, a lot of people can't, you know, I talked about the build up of tolerance for frustration. Many of these kids, even adults, cannot endure the fire.
0: All right, say more about that. What does endure the fire mean to you? Cause that's quite a concept, it's a beautiful metaphor. Now you gotta make it real for us, make it well, tangible. Yeah,
1: yeah, going back to when I was saying, are you willing to get through the doesn't feel good stuff by walking through the flames? Knowing that when you can get to the other side, there's always hope and valley, hope and glory. It also means that if you if you're looking to get to the next to the top of the next mountain, realize that you often have to do what, Jackie? Go through another valley to get to the top of that next mountain. Got and it. Of the problems today is that too many people want to get to the top of the mountain, but they're not willing to go through the valley.
0: Oh, yeah, they're waiting for somebody to put steps in there.
1: Hello. I don't want to deal with the doesn't feel good stuff. I don't want the flames.
0: <laughs> right. I got that. And it, it's like you have to have
1: contrast. Well, yeah. They want to think that life is like American Idol. Can I just be an overnight sensation? Oh, my God. No,
0: the, the overnight sensation is what's visible like the tip of an iceberg, it does yes. not show the hours of right. doubt, the hours of practice. That's right. The time spent figuring it out, the connections that needed to be made to get on that stage in the first place.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and that and that gets to another metaphor, which I believe in, which is you have to be willing to be a marathon runner. Because when you see yourself as a marathon runner, you know that it's going to get tough. And that's when you have to do what, Jackie, dig deep not settle for mediocrity, push through the pains of discomfort, believing that on the other side of that pain is something special for you to accomplish and experience. Knowing that you've got to cross that finish line by giving it every ounce of your energy. The question is, can you keep keep hope alive by keeping your head high?
0: You know, keeping your head high is a good thing. Being willing to see yourself as a marathon runner. What do marathon runners have to do? They have to manage their energy, they have to manage their nutrition yes. and they have to be focused on the end goal because if they're focused on the discomfort every time their foot lands on the ground, yeah. they're, they're gonna be um, out of energy, out of emotional energy. Yeah. So this is really interesting. The idea of being seen, seeing myself as a marathon runner. And I think that in light of building a life, of meaning for yourself first, yeah. and then meaning for others, that we have to keep both of those goals in mind in order to be a marathon runner. Yeah. Because for all the glory that's on the other side, you still got to get to the other side.
1: Oh, Jackie, let me tell you, I've been running my own marathon for a long time. As you know, I started my business full-time in 1985. I'm in my fifth decade, Jackie. A brandy, but what's really great is that I'm not running out of gas. Mm. There's no part of me that says I need to pump the brakes or that it's time for me to wind or slowing down. Hey, when most people after this amount of time are winding down, I'm gearing up. And mm-hmm. I think and and see, let me say one thing because I want to I want to go back to what you just said. All right. When you're a marathon runner, and if you know what your personal brand is. Mm-hmm. If you're in touch with your gift to the world, then you see what's in front of you and you keep running. And I think with a lot of these young people today, all they see is what's what's there for today. What's I don't on-
0: think it's just the young people. I think that we have an all people issue here. Yeah, and they're, they're looking at monsters.
1: their... Yeah. yeah, they're in their phones, right? They're looking in their phones. I mean, they, they don't even have any kind of goals and vision and dreams. If you ask them what your purpose is, they don't even know what their purpose is adults as well of course
0: really um said something and the ability to see that you have a purpose and to live your life as if you have a purpose even if you can't articulate it or define it or see it yet
1: exactly
0: accepting that you have a purpose is like accepting that you make a difference just by showing up. So if you don't take anything else away from this conversation, I want everybody to take away this one concept, which is you are on the planet to enrich the lives of other people, however that shows up for you.
1: Yes. And know that you are a beautiful flower. And how long it takes for that flower to bloom, don't be hung up on that because there are what are called late bloomers. And then you have some people who bloom right away. And that's one of the problems today, Jackie. Let's talk about that for a second. There are so many people who are so hung up on, looking left, looking right, like I was saying earlier, comparing themselves to other people wondering, how come I haven't done this? And how come I don't have that? And I made all these sacrifices and I don't have anything to show for it, or I have little or nothing to show for it. And they don't realize just stay in your lane and run your race. It's okay wherever you are at this point in your life. Don't be hung up on that. So
0: we have a lot of wisdom there. (laughs) And this, this concept of wherever I am is the right place for me to be at the moment. How do I know? It's where I am and it's not possible for me to be someplace that's not right for me. It's because it's not right for everybody else.
1: Exactly. But it's it's right
0: right for me. Yes. Yeah. And when that becomes good enough, I think we'll be having a different conversation.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Because when I go back to what I shared about growing up, when I was told about my high school counselor, like many of other people have had that same thing told to them, I'm not good enough. And when I look at myself now, you know what? I'm flowering, and I'm fuller than ever. I've got the same energy and ambition that I had 30 years ago because I did not let her define me, nor do I allow myself to be defined by the stuff that so many people are hung up on. My life is based on the contributions that I make to people. And every day, I get, I get feedback. I get acknowledgement. I get thank yous. From the people that I am serving because I have what? I have enriched their life.
0: All right. So let's get really, really clear that when it comes to this concept of personal branding. Yes. Branding can be defined as what other people say about you when you're not around, mm-hmm. which is similar to having a reputation.
1: Mm-hmm. It's What
0: other people say and believe about you, how they feel about you. Yeah. And that's one definition. Yeah, That comes from how you see yourself, how you talk to yourself, what you say about yourself, how you feel about yourself when you're the only person around. Yes. And making those two things in alignment is the entire journey of branding.
1: Yes, and what lies at the core of personal branding Mm -hmm. is doing what you love and loving what you do.
0: Oh, that's a big, that's a big, uh, um, we got, we're gonna take two minutes and unpack that for people. Because (laughs) here's the mythology that I grew up with, okay? That um, you can't make a living doing what you love. And so I took that to heart because that's what I was raised up with was that work was hard and what you love was fun and those two were two separate things Mm -hmm. and so i ended up on the mindset journey figuring out how to love what i was doing rather than looking to do what i love could i love what i do Mm -hmm. and i was able to do that working as a waitress working at a fast food place Mm -hmm. you know i was able to bring that energy of i love what i do and it was just a decision i made because Mm -hmm. hey i had to make money and feed my kids so You know, it was about deciding that I loved what I do. Now I'm in my seventh decade on the planet and (laughs) I have an alignment of I do what I love and I love what I do. And I have this litmus test of, you know, what to do next. And other people's opinions are none of my business because I have pissed off and frustrated more business coaches than most people have ever hired. And I have fired more that pissed off and annoyed me because they didn't get what I was about. And so you said something very important, which is about the people who hang around you. And if you were willing to hang around with people who get you, your life would change. Not the people who want to change you.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, granted, my family would love to change me because I'm a little different. (laughs) <laughs> okay. But yeah, you know, so we understand that. And I just don't tell them everything I do. You will not find my family with the exception of my daughters who are part of the, they actually co-founded the teen suicide prevention society with me, with the exception of my children, you won't find my family hanging around with me on any of my summits, any of my three-day events, being part of any of my programs because they don't get me. Hmm. They don't get what I'm about, Mm. or the fact that I'm willing to speak out. Mm. Mm. And so I talk with them about what's so good about their life and not about my business, not about my mission, because they just don't get it. And that's okay. Mm. But I had to learn to be okay with that.
1: Yeah.
0: When we talk about tolerance, building up tolerance includes being tolerant of other people's opinions and expectations when they're your family and being willing to accept and walk away from the other people who just don't get you. Exactly. Yeah. It and is. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go right ahead.
1: No. And I was just going to add on another piece to doing what I love and loving what I do. The other piece is that as I've made brandy my entire adult life, I'm doing what makes my life worth living. Now, I'm unique. I'll tell you how I'm unique, just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying. My company is my spiritual calling. Because as you know, Jackie, they do call me the Brandon evangelist, right? Because I preach and teach the gospel to Brandon, but I'm not doing (laughs) it. But it's the intersection of what I'm good at, love to do, and meant to do. Mm -hmm. And I get to intentionally, impassionately add value to owners to make a difference in their lives. So how can I not wake up every day feeling joyful about that? Because now, my joy is not defined by, well, how much money is in my bank account right now? My joy is not based on, well, what kind of lifestyle am I living? Because now you're into doing what? Keeping up with the Joneses, or you get caught up in some conversation called Well, at this age in my life, I should have this, and I should be doing that, right? And that's all right. We're we're not
0: going to get into should, Bill, because that's another conversation. It's another
1: conversation, but you know where I'm going with it, all right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and we are going to let Katie drop the link to your amazing gift to everyone who's on this.
1: Okay. Okay
0: because we've been carrying this conversation through business to personal and back to business and and into parenting and we have wandered all over the landscape
1: <laughs> but it's all and, part of branding yeah
0: and the truth is this is all part of branding
1: you know and right now it's so about the vaccine right i want to say this they talk about everyone to get the vaccine right for COVID. listen you want to know what my shot my shot in the arm is with the work that i do is that I get to do it every day with enormous gratitude, spark, and zest. That's my daily shot.
0: All right. So that's what we've been talking about, that this show is designed to be the vaccine for the other epidemic, (laughs) the suicide (laughs) epidemic. And and those three things that you inject yourself with every day, I want you to say them again so I can write them down.
1: I, I inject in my arm every day with enormous gratitude, spark, and zest
0: gratitude spark and zest got it okay so we're going to probably retitle this talk with gratitude spark and zest (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yeah how to get a shot of that every day that's right that's my daily shot (laughs) and katie has shown up with her unicorn horn and so that's my signal that says thank you for being here thank you for being you Oh,
1: thank you for allowing me to be here and sharing my story. Much appreciated.
0: I had to share some sparkle. That sparkle. (laughs) And for everyone else, hang on. The ride gets more interesting from here.